very sexy? Did I say very? You did. I... <laughs> Welcome to Director Video. VHS? <laughs> DVD extras. DVD, yes. This is a long time coming. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been a year. Over a year. No, it hasn't. I feel like it has. Well, you, Since... can, you can, you're allowed to feel like it has, but it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just, so much has happened in like, it, it has been five months span yeah which is a long time so half a year ish yeah yeah it's been it's been a hot minute and mm-hmm. and so much has happened in that hot minute i moved three times uh which fun i am now close enough to you that you could feasibly if I, not right now, obviously, but it, if you had, uh, this is the scariest sentence. <laughs> two and I a half to like three hours up. of spare time. I looked it up. If you have two and a two and a half to three hours of spare time, and traffic in Phoenix is minimal, you could feasibly come to my house and slap me if I say anything really stupid. Oh man, that that sounds exciting. Right? Um, I was thinking, we're in the same state now. Technically, we could record in the same room. And that was like, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. The idea of... There is a comfort of being able to talk. because, Especially because I, I know that this is something I do that makes people uncomfortable. Which is, if I'm talking to somebody and they're in the room with me, I have to stare at them directly in the eyes the entire time I'm talking to them. I do not... I I blink as little as possible, and I'm always there. No, bad, Andy. Well, so, because the reason I do this is because for a really long time, I didn't know I needed glasses. Oh! (laughs) Interesting. So... I never make eye contact with anyone. I have literally the opposite problem. I... I'm, I've met people who are like, yeah, I, I like, I look people in the eye when I talk to them, and I'm like, do you? And then do I'll have a conversation know? with them, and they, and I, they have that moment where they look away and they look back, and I'm still staring at their eyes. And then um, they kiss. My eye, no, no, <laughs> I, no eye contact is made. God, that is such a fear. <laughs> I think it was Emma who posted a photo of eyes touching, and it just. I, I like that was wow. my whole day was processing that image that because for a long time my thought was well it's not physically possible but I guess now I know it is because that photo was taken somehow do you ever wear contacts no I you used to get you get over weird eye stuff I feel like if you poke yourself in the eye enough oh I I can touch my eye with my hand mm-hmm. easily that's not I a could problem t- I could touch another eye with an eye I'll do it I can't. The, my problem is it's my eye touching another eye. That is a sin against God and maybe also Satan. Is it seems like a really good way to get diseases. God, yeah. That would be that must be like the worst way of like yeah, you have uh you have an STI on your eye. What were an you ST- doing? STI. STI. Yeah, an, S- an STI. In an STI? Yeah. An STI. Yes, a sexually an S- transmitted infection. An STI. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very bad joke that I had to make five times. I thought I thought that you were hung up on it being an I. Like, yes, it used to be a D. They changed it. That was like eight years ago. Yeah, I know. So I was but I wasn't sure. Some people are hung up on things that are older than eight years ago. I guess. Like some people are still hung up on uh God, what should I say? That I was is gonna, gonna say be it's not gonna be a good joke. It's gonna be very bad. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I'm hung up on. Avatar, Five the months Blue ago. Movie. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. What did you say? I said Avatar, the Blue People movie. Nope, never saw it. Don't care. Oh, I uh, never saw it either. Five years ago. Five months ago. Not five years ago. <laughs> five years ago, Avatar: The Blue People movie came out. Five months ago, I watched two Swan Princess movies. <laughs> so did I. Did you really? Yeah, I watched them. You watched them and then we just never talked about it? That is, I, that is so to, weird. You have to understand that I was just not in a place where I had the time. But not having the time to record, but having the time to watch those terrible movies. It's insane to me. Oh, if you're like, no, I don't the, have the time. I don't have six hours to to do this. I would get it. And also, I really don't want to see another take on uh, No Fear. Oh my god. So here's the thing: is I still have my notes because I took them digitally this time, so I, they I weren't also lost. Still have my notes, but I'm fully aware that I cannot remember anything they, that happened. In they make no movies. sense. It is an abstract like. <laughs> It is, it is like gazing into the mind of somebody from a different era. <laughs> at, at one point, I just have the word genius followed with three question marks, and I'm scared of what that means. That is excellent. I don't know what that means either. Oh, Wait, man. where are my notes? Uh, there's a Star Wars reference in here, which choice? I'm glad. Okay. Uh, at one point, I just wrote, this dialogue is mesmerizingly bad. Sounds likely. Oh, I have no fear in quotation marks. No capitalization, no punctuation, no, <laughs> just no fear in quotation marks. And I can feel past me's dry wit, like, reaching out from the ether, like, desperately trying to convey to me the hatred of that song. My point is... We're going to have to watch these again and talk about them because yes. I would be I would be really genuinely insulted if the worst movie I've ever picked somehow didn't get on the podcast. I, I will say this, and I think about two months ago, while I was moving, I realized, oh my god, I realized that I would have to rewatch those movies. And I, and I thought to myself, I, I have an amazing superpower. I don't remember them at all. <laughs> At all. I remember them not... I remember it being time spent poorly. Sure. I remember hating the 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 last animated one. I think... Was one of them animated and one of them CGI or... Yes. Yeah. The, the, the Christmas one. Yeah. Well, I remember CGI. the CGI one being surprisingly charming, and I don't know why. <laughs> there were bits of it that were surprisingly charming yeah. because there's like a there's like a good cat character. I don't remember that. I don't remember that much specifics. 
I don't even have the word cat written in my notes. There's, like, a cat character that, like, has this weird, uh, uh, sort of likable hatred for Rothbard. I have the word, I have the word, fuck this shit, this movie fucking sucks. I have just, like, five notes that are just the word fucking in (laughs) one after the other. And then one of them is a question, so I don't know. Fucking? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Three question marks and everything. Um, so there must have been a part in the movie where things were just getting really absurd. There was oh. a bit. There was a bit in the second one that actually like because the second one was bad. But I remember thinking, oh, it's like a version of the. It, the third one was bad, but I remember thinking that it was like a version of the second one that was slightly less terrible. Yes, I think. It very much felt like a take two. Uh, yeah. I cannot find um, my notes for this. I'm going to have to go cold on it. Yeah, I, I have my notes. So a lot of a lot of it's going to be... I think I'm going to just take notes from scratch uh, on paper and then have my digital notes there as reference to like remind myself what it is that I was trying to convey. <laughs> oh. So it, it's going to be like an archaeological dig. I'll, I'll have a piece of the Rosetta Stone with me. So, yeah, I think... All right, so I'm glad that we're both in agreement that we have to rewatch both of these movies. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've seen a bad movie. I know, me too. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's oddly exciting, sort of right? thrilling. I found myself looking up facts about the Airbud movies, and I was like, why am I doing this? Oh, because this is the kind of person I am, and I apparently just don't have an outlet anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely, I I found myself, I am, here here was the kicker for me. The last movie I watched, because uh, it's been a while since I've just seen a movie in general, but the last movie I think I watched was, I rewatched Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, just because I've been in the mood for that. Because right. I wanted to rewatch Rocketeer, but I don't own Rocketeer, but I own Captain America, the first Avenger, and it's basically the same movie. How about Into the Spider-Verse, though? Yeah, before that, I watched Into the Spider-Verse three times, and that was the last movie I watched that was, like, new and current. What an excellent film. I was so... I don't want to get mad about the Oscars, because I've been mad about the Oscars since I was uh, an adult. Yeah, but here's my thought about the Oscars. Who cares? I don't... I mean, my, not shit. My, my, my realization is the Oscars doesn't matter unless I'm right. <laughs> um, cool. Which, because I was so worried after I walked out of Into the Spider-Verse, I, I went and watched it with my girlfriend, and then I went and watched it with my little brother. Mm. And after watching it with my little brother, I realized that if that movie didn't win Best Animated Film for this year, I would be absolutely furious, because I did not like The Incredibles 2. You know what? Me neither. Oh, Everybody's God. talking about it like but, it's great, and it's like it's gr- the same movie. I, but worse like better animated but worse here's the thing here's the thing that really got me the fact that it's the villain has the same motivation as the last villain yeah also also there's that bit where helen was brainwashed and then she stopped brainwashing her so she could tell her her whole plan and then brainwashed her again which bold but it was it was just so that she could know everything when they finally took the stupid goggles off of her. Like, come on. I like the stuff with the baby. 
Yeah, the babe, Jack 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 was funny. I, I wasn't I liked, infuriated by Jack. I liked Jack. seeing um I like seeing Mr. Incredible, whose only real abilities being super strong, having to be a stay at home dad and trying to deal with whatever that means. I But there was like less of that and and more of you know the I, other stuff. I, I think the Incredibles two to me is a lot like it's a lot like uh the first Thor movie. You want the mundanity. Okay, being, yeah. Uh, of having a superhero have to live a normal life. You just want a superhero at Denny's sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You want, I want, I, Thor Ragnarok was amazing. It's such a great movie, but I would give it up if I got a television series that was just like Viking man lives in modern times. There's definitely been a television series like that. The problem it, is that the things that you want are actually bad. No, I know, but but what if somebody who was I, good did it? I'm pretty sure there was one with King Arthur. Do you remember a sort of like once in future king television series? I remember the end of Merlin, which no, I regretted watching. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I okay. think it was an American show is it the football one was it the football one where everybody was a football player and that was their analog for king arthur's court i remember that no it was like it was like king arthur showed up in modern times and was like i'm king arthur and and there's like this girl who's like no you're not but like she lets him live with her or whatever you know that type of thing all right well there is a new king arthur movie coming out uh that- of course there's Always a new King Arthur movie. We looked this up, <laughs> they, I believe, they keep... seven months ago. Yeah, yes, and we found out that the latest one was Transformers, which still <laughs> blows my fucking mind, but whatever. Oh, uh, I can't believe they decided to work King Arthur into Transformers. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know what it is that you're talking about. I remember there being, like, I think a TV show that was, like, King Arthur, but they were all football players or something. I'm going to see if I can find this. I remember I know King Arthur and King Arthur and Robin Hood I feel like are the two things that everybody just keeps trying to make a movie and it's like there's... And you're not going to get better than Men in Tights. Yeah, for Robin Hood specifically, I don't know. I I think I prefer as funny as Men in Tights is, I do think I prefer Disney's Robin Hood as a movie. Um, I never got into that one. I I always found it a little bit slow. And I know everybody wants to bone the fox, but like, I mean, I, you guys do you, I, I guess. That's definitely not it for me. Uh, as okay. much as my friends would argue otherwise, I genuinely just think it's a fun movie. I'm trying to think if there's like, is there a good? How King can Arthur I movie? find? How can I find a list of TV shows that that had King Arthur in it? <laughs> uh, oh my is god! There a good King Arthur movie. That's not a bad question. Uh, uh again. For a jokey answer, the argument could be made for Monty Python. That's a good movie. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is one of those movies that if anybody tells me it's their favorite movie, I get really suspicious of them. Because, like, it's a fun movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite anything. List of works based on Arthurian legends. This is going to be a bad trip to go down. Uh, if you find let's... the football one, let me know. I think that was a Disney Channel thing. First, let's see film adaptions to see if there are any that really jump out. Okay, well, how did you like Sword in the Stone? 
Uh, I I think well we have uh, an entire account on how we feel about that one. You're right. Everybody, go listen to the Sword and Stone and Quest for Camelot episode. Good catch, Andy. Yeah. Avalon um, High is the one I'm thinking of. It's a Avalon Disney High. Channel original movie. That's I believe that is based on a manga that my uh cousin read. Merlin and the Sword, the Black Knight. See, I've never seen most of these. Is the problem? I've never. I feel like even as a kid, I knew most tr- movies about King Arthur were bad. Merlin the Return. I've seen. No. No, where's television? BBC miniseries, Merlin, Mists of Avalon, none of this is crap. Modernization? I don't, I don't think. Upcoming TV series, The Librarians. Wait, The Sorcerer's Apprentice was about King Arthur? I don't fucking remember that shit. Once Upon a Time. I cannot find anything about this. About this thing that I'm sure existed. (laughs) I remember seeing, like, half of one episode of it when I was a kid. Oh. Yeah, I can't help you, man. This is gonna drive me up the fucking wall. This is, this is podcast poison. Uh. Yeah, I know, we're both just staring at Wikipedia lists. Like, trying desperately to figure this out. Maybe, maybe look up, uh, like, I don't know, like, things, like, Sorcerer's Apprentice is not based on Merlin. Or on, on... Well, I don't know. Maybe, like, Excalibur is there. Oh, oh, here we go. Morgana Le Fay is the enemy. I do not remember anything about that movie. I never read the book. I think there was a book. Is Nick Cage Merlin? No, Nick Cage is fucking Balthazar Blake, which is a cool name for a Nicolas Cage character. No, he's, like, guarding Merlin's powers. Oh, okay. To so pass like, on to the apprentice. To prance on, yeah, to Jay Baruchel. So it's it's it. That seems like a a King Arthur adaptation, like Harry Potter's a King Arthur adaptation. I mean, I I I think it's a little more heavy handed considering Merlin and Morgana Le Fay are directly named. But yeah, I, Merlin's I see what you directly mean. named in Harry Potter, though. Yeah, but that that's more of that's the it, he's a fucking frog trading card he's not a character the the, the it's based in a world where everybody accepts that merlin exists. yeah 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 so so you it's know, uh it's yeah, yeah, I, see it. I see what you mean i see what you mean you're right hellboy is a i think a good hey i found quest for camelot <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, n- I'm never going to find this stupid thing that I saw you're one not, time. You're never going to see it. God damn it. Okay. Um, was it British or was it hey, American? Hey, like, I'm fairly sure it was American. Hey, Andy. Okay. What's hey, up? Andy. Hit me with that sip. Hey, Hit me with maybe that content. Maybe it, was, maybe it was Lancelot reincarnated? It doesn't fucking matter. I. It makes more sense that it was Lancelot. I feel like... Andy... It is. That sounds familiar to me, Lancelot reincarnated. Late February. It is. It is almost the end of February. What would you call your game of the year for 2018? My game of the year? I didn't even play a new video game in 2018. You played a Spider-Man game, didn't you? I did play the Spider-Man game. Uh, I beat the Spider-Man game in a very hectic week that was also midterms. Damn, man. So, yeah, it, in like 30 minutes in between like 
tests and studying sessions, I was playing Spider-Man, and it was, and then it was done. I beat the main story. Okay. Uh, and I never fast traveled in that game, once. Oh, me neither. It's too much fun to not. Not right. Also, yeah. Also, that... also, I kept on thinking whenever I like had to get somewhere that like, okay, but Peter Parker would definitely stop to stop all the crimes along the way. <laughs> like... There is so much crime in New York City. I was like, you can't ignore all these crimes. When all the prisoners were around, I was like, I gotta round up these prisoners, and then I gotta stop the Nazis from just arresting everybody. Yeah, I remember talking <laughs> about this game before with you. I believe, yeah. In fact, there's there's a, a podcast episode called One Star Off for the Surveillance State. Right, yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I was gonna say, uh, have, did I talk about that, the fact that I fucking hate the Surveillance State bullshit that the uh, NYPD are doing? Cool, I'm glad that I did. Yeah, I I basically played that game and Monster High were my 2018 video games. By the way, love Monster High. Do recommend. I I need to play it. I I saw you talking about it, and it was one of those games that I knew once it came out that I would need to touch it. I'm I'm in a weird place in my life right now where I don't have a computer that can do video games right now. What I want is not in what that I state. Genuinely want is. Monster High is a um, competitive romance monster game, and I want to play it with four players. Yeah. It seems like so much fun. I just found out that you can't romance the Slayer, which y you don't know anything about the game, I don't think, but like that was a big deal for me that you can't romance the Slayer. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't have anything I can say it, to that. It, it was It was so depressing. Well, because the point, the point oh, of the game is supposed to be that y you have these six characters that you can go after, but mm. you can find secret endings with every side character. Huh. Yeah. But not the Slayer. But not the Slayer for some That's reason. interesting. I think it's because she doesn't actually go to school there as much as she hunts the people who do. I, personally, mm. if I was... And I think this is a lot about me in general. If I was a monster, I would be so attracted to the person trying to hunt me down and kill me. Well, here's the thing about the monsters, though. Everybody's killing everybody. Oh, okay. So it's not even like a new thing. No, it's like a, one of them is a, is a demon. And he routinely sets the school on fire. There's a Gorgon who, if you do a certain uh, quest line, can start running a mob empire. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's all great. Did you see the bit where uh, I was talking about how Emma got the mermaid killed? <laughs> the mermaid I... princess killed and brought rise yes. to the proletariat? Yes. It was great. I got a I, bunch of unlocked. Uh, I got a bunch of unlocked pictures of the funeral when she did that. Oh my god, that's amazing! Oh, it's, it's awesome. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like currently going through. This is also kind of podcast poison for a bit, but I am currently going through all of the games released last year. I just felt to like I myself. I I had a moment where I was like, I better bring some extra energy because Andy has checked the fuck out. Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> fine. And I also have nothing I can say about this game because I haven't touched it at all. Yeah. Like, I don't even know anything about it. So here's what I'll say. Mm. 
The only two games that are the only two big AAA games that came out last year that I played were God of War and Spider Man. Uh, I flirted with Monster Hunter World for about for about a month, and then I returned it for God of no, not for God of War for something for a different game because it just I couldn't do the online stuff. Uh, mm. Like I I I loved the game mechanically, but then the entire time I played it, I was like, I wish this was single player, uh, because fuck multiplayer, I hate it so much. That's that's how I felt about Battlefront too. I think between God of War and Spider Man, I would say God of War is more likely to be my game of the year, mm-hmm. which is surprising because before this game, I hated that series. Uh, but it, it was a fun game. It. It had a good story. It had a great ending. There was no part of the game that made me as angry as a lot of the stuff in Spider-Man that made me angry. There was only one thing in Spider-Man that made me really angry. And it was the fact that whenever the Nazis showed up, he was like, guys, we should be on the same side. Uh, Yeah, right. Uh, I was like, what the hell, Spider-Man? No, you shouldn't. These guys, like, they call themselves police, but they're really just... They're not. They're mercenary. They are... They here's what they are a violation of civil rights in the United States. Seriously, in, like what the a, hell? In vaguely human form, and every chance I could, I would throw them against exploding vehicles and web them to them. I was so uh, mad that he was like that he like made up with the leader, and I was like, who cares? So she has boobs. So so that's very in character for Spider Man. Oh, mm-hmm. because he okay. does that in the comics okay. as well. Although in the comics, he definitely is more on the side of "fuck your mercenaries." Hey, did you know Spider-Man is two people now? What? Um, I just read the latest Squirrel Girl, where there's a there's a uh, there's a tie-in with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and um, Peter Parker is two people now. Like in one body? No, like in two bodies. Like he's Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He is been split into so, Peter Parker, boring regular person, and Spider Man. I don't. Spider Man. I did not hear about this. Is very. I I don't know how the actual comic run is, but it seems like a very weird premise to me. Oh, apparently it's it was temporary. Oh, is it over now? That was this month's comic I was talking about. Uh. All right. I mean, uh, what volume was that? Well, that was a it was a scroll girl. Oh right, right. So. It was a tie-in. So yeah. Well, vol. It says here volume five. So it was not a long series. Okay. Uh, thankfully, I do know that there was a really long time the where he wasn't married to Mary Jane. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Where him and Doc Ock were in the same body. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And that was a that was like years that that lasted. Like Doc Ock was Peter Parker for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, over the course of the series, Doc Ock lost his sense of self and then basically became Peter Parker for real, and then Doc Ock died. <laughs> but, like, it was, like, a mental death. I think that was an episode of Heroes. Okay, but I don't like Heroes, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was definitely, like, it was, it was no, one of the later you are seasons. Absolutely, Heroes you are absolutely has, right. Heroes has one good season, I think. <laughs> I I would say Heroes has one good episode, and I, I could not tell you which tight. episode that I was. Like, I I like season one, but uh, 
Yeah, it, it gets off the rails pretty quickly. Yeah, every once in a while, I read an actor's IMDb, and it's like, best known for heroes, and I'm like, the fuck they are? I didn't even know they were in Heroes until I read their IMDb. Like, Zachary well, Kinto was apparently in didn't Heroes. watch Heroes. Like, that's not a big deal. Anyway. Yeah, I guess maybe I just, I think Heroes was like the one big television thing that I just never bought into. Do people? This is here's here's a question for you. I are there big television things anymore? I don't think there are. Hmm. Like a like a like a worldwide phenomenon type thing. Something besides X Factor or something. Yeah, or American Ninja Warrior is the last one I remember. Yeah. We're just like. I guess I guess it's hard because like nowadays like whole seasons of TV shows are the thing. Yeah, do we have different ways of viewing? I talked to somebody who also watches The Good Place, and he said, oh, I haven't seen the new season yet. I was waiting for it to end so I could watch it all at once. And yeah. And I thought, oh, that's, like, I kind of get it, but that seems weird. Oh, my God, this guy's name is actually Bowser. That's too bad. Sorry, no, I, it is a little too bad, but he is also na- the now president of Nintendo of America, so that's amazing? Um, Are we certain that he didn't, I don't know, kidnap the real president? And uh, The this... real president, Reggie fils is retiring, in heavy quotes, but it's possible that this is just the next step in Bowser's domination of uh, of the real world that he now lives in, thanks to Mario Odyssey. <laughs> you didn't play that game, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, me neither. I don't mm. have a Switch. I want to get a Switch. The new, uh, the new Pokemon game looks like a lot of the things I really wanted out of Pokemon games as a kid, including the ability to ride whatever fucking Pokemon I want, yes. and not get on a bike like a nerd if I have a horse okay wait a minute (laughs) yeah are you talking about uh pokemon let's go i think it's let's go that's the one that has like more interaction with with uh the world it's like red but with more interaction yes with like cutesy stuff yes 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 so as of today the day of recording uh february 27th they have now officially announced the new new pokemon game yeah i saw that which is it's it's Pokemon Let's Go, but now it's new Pokemon instead of a remake of an old Pokemon. Like I still don't have a Switch, so I don't care. <laughs> Understandable, but it, I was hoping we could get into a, a brief discussion about the three new starters because that is, I think, the quickest way that the internet usually—it's like right. the one time in a blue moon that the internet divides itself into factions, like rival tribes. In what was that book series with kids? A book series with kids with tribes in it. <laughs> yes. You know, where they murder that one kid at the end? Oh, with Chil- the conch uh, cell. Flies. Uh, Lord of the Flies. Thank you. Yeah. I've never read that book. It's crazy that I knew what you were talking about. I think I watched a movie adaptation about it, and that movie adaptation fucked me up as a kid. Can you send me a picture of these new starters? Maybe I can just Google it. Maybe I can Google I, I think starters. if you just Google Pokemon starters. I know what my choice is. Uh... I, Everything we know about Pokemon Sword and Shield's Sword and Shield starters so far. Alright, here we go. We got Grookey, we got Scorebunny, and we got Sobble. These are bad names. I Pokemon names have never been good. 
Yeah, but I feel like I feel like these are worse. You're just an you're just you're just a, an adult now. It's fine. Well, that's there was not a fair. kid. There some is a Pokemon kid born... games have always some Pokemon names have always been bad. I do accept that. <laughs> there is a kid being born today that thinks these names are great and will defend them to the death in about. I'll tell you 10 what. To Twenty years. I hate this weird ass uh, Bugs Bunny guy. I. I'm so mad. That's my favorite one. I love it. But look how he's standing. He looks like he's going to bite into a carrot and say, what's up, Doc? It's fucking weird. I love weird. it, though. I love it. I love that it's just, it's got Bugs Bunny's feet and everything. It's I like, adorable. I think I like Grookey, but I also hate pure grass type Pokemon. I, yeah. I don't like the monkey. Give me poison type any time. I don't. I, th- I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm... I like Grookey, I hate the Score Bunny, and that leaves Sobble in the middle. With this little curly tail, this is a little bit too much like a Squirtle anyway. I, I literally, mine is literally flipped. So Interesting. We are, we are diametrically opposed on this, which is great, but also, I guess, because that's all we know, that's as far as this discussion goes. So it's not well, the podcast I mean, bait I wanted. I, I guess you would win in a fight, because you picked the fire one. Oh, that's right. So that makes me your uh, your rival. Yeah. Oh my god, my so my old roommate. Uh, I, uh, oh hey, hey 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 hey! Before yeah. you start off on this, I just I'm on a I'm on a news site for video games, and I saw Kingdom Heart uh, ad for Kingdom Hearts three, and man, was that the most disappointing game I've maybe ever played in my life. I so I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Uh, people who are fans of Kingdom Hearts go off, I guess. I'm a fan of Metal Gear Solid. I get my I have my own shit to deal with. But does my, Metal Gear Solid have like 15 protagonists? No. And, and is constantly shitting on the girl ones? <laughs> because no. that's my problem. Okay, actually no. Metal Gear Solid does constantly shit on its female characters. Yes. Cool. But none of them were ever given the right to be a protagonist. Uh unfortunately. Uh, there was one there was one game with a female pro- player character and she is literally the coolest and they she just take extra time to dump on her in the new game. <laughs> Do you know who Kyrie is? Oh no. I, no? Listen, okay. I know who I know who Sora is. I know who Mickey, Donald and Goofy are. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there really quick. I'm going it's going to be 3 seconds. It's going to be okay, 3 okay, seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Go for it. Go for it. You know what? Yeah, it's your this is your field, man. In the first game, Kyrie gets kid Kyrie gets kidnapped. Oh, is that the not girlfriend? Yes. Okay, I and know that's who that part is. of what sets Sora off on on his quest. In the second game, Kyrie gets captured and spends that whole game in jail. And then in the third game, she gets fucking kidnapped again. And I was so insulted. Like, I feel like everybody who'd actually played those games was like, finally, Kyrie gets to do something. And she fucking doesn't. <laughs> what a garbage, garbage series. It It's definitely not cool. So I spent the last five, six, seven years... Whenever Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced, telling my friends that I didn't believe it was ever going to come out. And literally the day it came out, I had two people send me a photo of them holding the copy with today's newspaper. Like, it's real. To which I responded, it's photoshopped. I can see the pixels. 
And then I told them earnestly that I hoped that they loved it because I was only shitting on them as a bit. But now the bit's over and it's not funny anymore. It's not funny because it's a bad game. <laughs> it would still be funny if it was a good game. <laughs> it's still not out. It's still not out, Tony. That was a fake game that they released. Oh, man. And that the real Kingdom Hearts 3 is not out yet. That would be so good because it was actually gameplay-wise very good. And if, and if the game, if if the fake game that was released had gameplay that good, and then the story just wasn't bullshit. I was gonna say way back ago that the only thing in Sorry. God of War that really pissed me off uh, is that there's like only one female character in the game, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ, this this game really just just runs her through a, a grinder and and is very unsympathetic towards her plight which is unfortunate because the entire plot of the game is these two male characters bonding over the loss of a of of a loved one mm. but then the moment that that happens to another character both of them are like tough fucking shit fuck off weird it's so it's very it's definitely a game it's it's interesting because it's like it's a game about like fatherhood Mm -hmm. and bonding with your child but it's also i think unintentionally a game about how like even like fathers with the best intentions will pass on like toxic traits to their children if they're not careful about it Mm. because at the end of the game basically this kid's like comes to terms with the fact that he's probably going to grow up to be like his dad. But that's kind of a bad place to end up because his dad's a real piece of shit. Yeah, that was my understanding of him. He's a reformed piece of shit in this game, but at the end of the day, you know, he didn't he didn't become a good person. He just stopped being a bad person. Right. That's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And it's I found myself so interested in like this being a game about a dad raising his kid mm-hmm. entirely pretty much directed by this one like with the creative vision of this one director uh, again like video games are the creation of like literally thousands of people obviously that helped make this big game but the story wise this is was like the creative vision of of the director of the original uh, god of god of war 2 and this game and it's so interesting to see how much he has changed in terms of what themes he's pursuing, but also the themes that he, as, like, a, a male, cannot let go of or doesn't realize are there. It was just very mm-hmm. interesting. Especially because I hated God of War and God of War 2, but I absolutely loved this one. Interesting. Um, even with all of its problems, I just, there was something about it that just, it also had, like, I, I'm not a big fan of Greek mythology. I didn't have a Greek mythology phase growing up. I thought everybody had a Greek mythology phase I had a up. Norse mythology phase growing up. Sure. Which this That's game too, I mean. is. This game is Norse mythology. So I was 100% like, this is my shit. Yes. Let's talk about Thor. We never talk about Thor in this game. Spoiler alert. Thor is not in this game. Which, cool. I get it. It's such a cool thing that they did that because I Thor feel like is such a saturated character. And I, I feel like they definitely had to spend this entire game. I'm glad that Thor Thor is not in this game at all. He shows up, I think, like in a post credit scene, maybe. And by the time he shows up, you have spent enough time in this universe that your first thought isn't, well, that's not Chris Hemsworth. 
<laughs> um, so good on the game for taking their time and holding back a little bit. Um, they they definitely focus on very on smaller characters in Norse mythology that haven't been overtaken by Marvel's kind of thing. If you're looking for a good third person like fighting game with Norse mythology in it, God of War 2018 is awesome. If you're hoping to find a game that isn't heavily steeped in like pretty shitty like masculine tropes, sometimes, hey, it's still a God of War game, so you know, pinch of salt. But it is it is a pretty game and it's beautiful in some places. It's got one of the strongest first hours of a video game I've played in a long time. It doesn't drag. I'll tell you what I've been doing is uh, maybe about every other week I've been getting together with a bunch of people online and doing a role playing game. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about uh, 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 getting all up on yourself with masculinity? I have been playing a fairy princess for the better part of a year, having the time of my fucking life. <laughs> In my last, in the last session, I got to yell at my forest god slash dad. Nice. Uh, about the fact that he was dying and refused to let me help him. I think something that I told one of my players once as a joke, but I genuinely believe is true is everybody who plays a female character in an rpg finds daddy issues (laughs) even if you don't think you have any you find them and i don't and now i I, I put this one on my gm i didn't i didn't say that he was dying no i know i know i came up with that I don't think like I, I don't think it's like oh. a projection thing. I think oh, great, like it's, it's it's definitely <laughs> something that I've noticed my players doing. Whenever any of my players who doesn't normally play a female character plays a female character, all of a sudden they're just like throwing things at me and I'm just like, God, it's so easy to give you daddy issues and I know <laughs> and, and that's not that's not on them. That is partially my fault as well. That is so interesting. The funny thing about that is that, like, um, the last time I played an RPG, which was Dungeons & Dragons with uh, with you, mm-hmm. years and years ago, I will say, with trying not to throw too much shade, it was pretty poorly run from all sides. Yeah. I don't think the storytelling was very good. I think a lot of us were unsure of ourselves and, like, how much we could push against against the story and how much we were on rails and stuff like that this was the first time i played a game where i like i started off saying okay she has a family so i'm gonna have to deal with that later i i've recently realized in the past couple of years that i prefer building worlds for players to fuck around in than being an actual player because i i like the power of being able to tell my players that's canon and here are your consequences. Interesting. It's okay. such a it's and it's also just a good like for me as a person who I want to be a better writer. It's a good practice. And as a person who does a lot of kind of like improvisational storytelling mm-hmm. inside of D and D, I feel like it's helping me become a better writer outside of it. Because my problem with writing has never been writing. I can write. My problem with writing has always been the the step before writing, which is what am what what story am i telling that's interesting because i always have come at writing from a different angle 
And it's a reason why I'm not sure if I would make a good GM, which is I will take a character that I like and I will put them in a story and I'll basically say, okay, you go. You, you just go. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah. You, and I'll just like, go do things. I'll start writing like what they would do. And then they do something. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that happened. <laughs> so I basically, I basically write like I'm a player character in a game anyway. Yeah, as as a person who plays video games, I, I I don't I can't do that. To me, characters are programming is an analogy that I that I don't like to use because it makes it sound really like like I am a computer, but that's not what this is. But it's like building a playground, mm-hmm. and the protagonists are the kids who you see playing in a playground that are breaking shit, and you're like, okay, wait, stop doing that. So and so you need to God, ask you yourself. You sound like what? such a fucking computer right now. <laughs> God, that's why I didn't go. I was. I, that's why I didn't go with the programming analogy, by the way, because I, I got I got uh, cold feet about it. But so I went with the playground analogy instead because because kids who play in a playground and follow the rules of the playground aren't interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. they're oh God. Yeah, your kids aren't interesting is what I'm saying. But way to go. asshole. But but the thing is, is the kid that breaks those rules consequences have to be levied on them you know when a kid climbs on a jungle gym for the first time and they get this this sense of accomplishment and their eyes get so big and they start laughing and that's not interesting no it's not fuck you no yeah your child that childhood glee you had when you went down the slide there are 7.1 billion people in the world probably 5 billion people have felt it uh it's you're not special but hey that one kid who when they got to the top who who when they got to the top of the jungle gym thought I'm going to jump off the side and land on my face. That's a protagonist. And he's more of this a protagonist metaphor, if he convinced... This metaphor has been getting shittier and shittier as we go on. You just and... insulted, like, everybody <laughs> and praised dumbasses. No, but that's the thing is a dumbass is a protagonist because they're the ones that break the status quo. They're the ones who have to be punished either by society, by nature. They're the ones that have to go on a journey. Because I, they broke something, whether I, it's the rules or themselves. I, I cannot get behind this. And they are more of a protagonist if they can string somebody along with them. Some poor sap who just keeps telling them, no, please, Mr. Frodo, just follow the rules. No, Sam Gamgee, I'm jumping off this jungle gym. The metaphor got scarier and scarier as you talked about two people doing something together. The jungle gym is uh, is the volcano. Right, but uh, I'm wondering if the Jungle Gym might also be a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I this was your idea, though. Am I the person being strung along, or am I the idiot? This podcast was your idea. Was it? All right. I don't remember. I basically ascribe it to Vita. Yeah, I mean it's it's Vita's fault. Definitely. But Vita isn't here to either defend herself or offend us. So I don't want to involve her in this conversation. Messages. (laughs) It's your fault. It's my fault? No, I'm just typing that to Vita. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I I thought you were blaming. I thought you were going through like an archive of all of our messages. Like like you were uh, uh, a plaintiff at Watergate. No, sir. this This is the email I got from Andy where he said he started it. Well, wow, that's actually very politically Watergate? relevant for today as well. Um, oof, politics. Anyway, 
I, uh, I've been listening to a couple of our old episodes, and man, do we lose energy whenever somebody mentions politics. So! Yeah. I think we should start to wrap. <laughs> no, no, before we wrap, though, I can say with pretty conf- with confidence, I think, that Well, I before know what- I wrap, I should stop being very white. <laughs> That's such I'm a glad st- you found that entertaining. Stupid fucking joke, man. <laughs> God. Uh, I, what I was gonna say is, I can say with confidence what my video game of 2019 is. Uh, and that's Resident Evil 2, uh, because I've already beaten it five times, and I'm still itching to beat it again. So far, my video game of 2019 is the DLC for Monster Prop. It's got two new characters. Actually, how long have we been recording? About an hour. Okay, cool. I just, I want to talk really briefly about Resident Evil 2. Okay, and, go for and, it. And what I want to say is is that Resident Evil 2 is the first game to come out, I want to say since, oh god, what was that? What was the name of that game? Amnesia. That is a genuinely frightening horror-ass horror game. This is a game that is built from top to bottom to be as impactfully frightening as possible, both in a in like a story sense and also in like a mechanic sense. And it's so successful at it. Resident Evil 7, which came out a couple of years ago, was a good game. But at the end of the day, it wasn't. It was more survival, less horror. That game goes off the rails very quickly. <laughs> like, that game stops being about surviving creepy shit and fighting giant, weird, zombie rednecks very quickly. Resident Evil 2, though, manages to hold back for good. I want to say three acts of the game before the crazy Resident Evil shit starts happening. I think that's a fair amount of time, too. It, yeah, no, definitely. Just, I, by, just as a as a storytelling standard, that's when the crazy shit should start happening. And I will say this is that even when the crazy Resident Evil shit does start happening, it manages to stay firmly in gross horror territory, and it never hits kind of the redonkulous territory that resident evil 7 does there is a point in resident evil 7 where uh and this is this is a spoiler alert for resident evil 7 just sorry if you haven't played it it's really good i don't think you're gonna i don't the the ending of the story isn't exactly amazing though where a little girl turns into an old lady and then that old lady turns into like a giant flesh monster the size of godzilla hmm and that's just so much to, to happen in two seconds. Uh-huh. Hey, um, this is a little bit off track, but, like, we've established that I'm very white. Maybe I'm not up on the lingo, but I'm fairly certain redonkulous is ridiculous when you're talking about a butt. I Listen, man, when I was a kid, <laughs> <laughs> playing on a high school playground, redonkulous was just the word you used when you wanted to say ridiculous. But also, you were a kid, and redonkulous is a better word, because it has the word donk in it, which means butt. Okay. So that's so you might be right, but it's still a good, I think it's still a good word. I think it's a more apt word than ridiculous because of how what it sounds like when you say it. Because it sounds ridiculous? Exactly. I didn't want to say that because that felt very redundant. But yeah, Resident Evil 2 is, I think, the best survival horror game to come out. Since Amnesia, it's like a full, like, 
as a full game and definitely the scariest thing to come out since pt it's not it doesn't hit pt's highs uh but it's got some great moments in it and uh and uh mr x is the most terrifying mechanic in a video game ever (laughs) oh my god neat i've learned about myself that um i don't think I don't think scary stuff, like, works on me right. I get bored very easily if, if like, story stuff isn't happening. So mm. stuff like PT, where it always felt like you were walking for a while. Yeah. Really didn't get me. Because I would, because it was, maybe I would get scared by the, you know, whatever the mom, creepy the thing wife. would happen. She was a wife, I think. But then, like... Wife ghost. But then it was, like, ten minutes of walking around doing nothing. And I was like, all right. When I was a kid, I got scared of everything, but I later realized that wasn't, it wasn't that stuff was scary. It was that I believed it should be scary, and therefore I got very freaked out. I I think horror is, as a person who grew up very emotionally stunted, mm. genuine fear was an emotion that I attached to because it was one of the few times in my life where I felt something very vividly and could ascribe a word to it. Which is a very depressing sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a it's kind of rough. It's kind of a but, rough one. But it's as as an as an adult now who's much more I think emotionally stable. I still find horror to be a very it's a com it's it's almost like a comfort food feeling now. Sure, it doesn't ask a lot of you. Yeah, and and besides it, just being all spooked. Yeah, and I think I think it's also just I find it fun to be scared. Especially in a video game situation where there is nothing I can do to disassociate myself from the fear. Because it's Mm. me. I'm doing the thing. So in a horror movie, if a character does something stupid... Oh, then you're like, okay, well, well, they just did a fucking stupid thing. Yeah, but I literally had... The thing is, is in Resident Evil 2, I had that moment where I emptied a clip and missed every single shot. Like, that you see in movies... And you're like, well, I would never do that. But I did it. <laughs> I saw myself do it. And I realized in that moment that if this was a movie, I would have died. <laughs> Here's something we could talk about briefly. How do you feel about mystery novels? I just read a very terrible one. Ooh. <laughs> I, I did not realize until I, because I never read mystery novels. So I picked one up and I was like, oh, this looks like a fun idea and i started reading and i was like okay all right okay okay oh it's bad um it's oh mystery novels are the worst at like judging quality it's okay so here's the thing this book i'm trying to decide if i should name it name it do it what are they gonna do get mad at you i think it's called like bird in the hand or something okay um we're two in the bush yeah um it is about a hollywood agent for animals oh i'm already not interested here's the thing i really liked the idea so so what happened was a parrot witnessed a murder and the police are convinced the parrot can tell them what happened and so that's why this hollywood agent gets wrapped up in it and i was like okay that's a fun idea it's like oh they're misunderstanding how the whole repeating thing works and she needs to she finds herself having to solve this case because they they don't get it. And I was like, okay, I can get into that. And then that's not what it's about because the parrot starts actually saying stuff that seems to have happened then. And I was like, 
and and she was like but this is impossible how would it even know to do that and i was like oh it's the parrot trainer that did it and then she refuses to consider that the parrot trainer might have done it (laughs) oh no until the end of the book when the parrot trainer is revealed to be a professional assassin who stayed in town for reasons i do not understand because the parrot training identity was a fake one (laughs) Oh, that is okay. It was it was so hilariously bad that I got to the last chapter and just stopped. I was like, I don't care how this wraps up. It is too dumb. So it, that is so hilarious to me because in the first Phoenix Wright game, the okay. final case, and I'm so sorry that I have to spoil this case because it is such it is the best case in the first game and it's also the last one. So if you care about spoilers for Phoenix Wright because you've thought to yourself like I have for the last seven years, I'll get to it eventually. Go watch a Let's <laughs> Play come and come back because I'm going to fucking... In the first Phoenix Wright game, one of the characters has Alzheimer's or some form of debilitating memory loss uh, okay. due to their old age and a disease, right? So I'm just going to say it's Alzheimer's. Yeah, or like some kind of dementia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got it. And so you find out that the way that they have gotten through their dementia is they own a parrot, so they tell their parrot things that they want to remember. Mm. And so you spend, like, the last half of the co- like, of the case in the courtroom trying to get the parrot to say what it witnessed because the parrot is the key because the guy witnessed the murder and because he knew and he would forget it, told the parrot. That's and that's a really good use of that. That's an interesting idea. Right? I like that a lot, actually. Which is funny because most of the plots of Phoenix Wright games are so stupid that they're another thing I never really got into. I mo I think the first Phoenix Wright for the first Phoenix Wright game is is the best one, followed by Apollo Justice. Okay. Those that I would say those are the two you have to play. Although Apollo Justice starts in a place that makes you think you should play the next the the other two games of Phoenix Wright because it's <laughs> it starts in a fucking hard ass place. I cannot ever see myself sitting down to play a Phoenix Wright game unless for some reason somebody was sitting me down to play one. Like here, you must do this now. <laughs> Gun to your head. Exactly. That that's a person who has like a good 50 hour there's a lot of reading in those uh games i think even a fast reader it would take like tens of hours to get through the whole game it's a lot mostly because the the i don't want to talk about it it's boring um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah parrots i wanted to talk about nancy drew but this is way better Yeah, uh, I got so worked up because I hated that book so much. No, and and it's it's awful. The thing about mystery novels, because I love I love a good mystery novel. I think I've read most of the Sherlock Holmes cases and a couple of the Poirot ones. Agatha Christie is very good. Um, I'm not even sure I've read a Poirot. I've just read uh, some of her other stuff. Yeah, now Agatha Christie's great. I, th- I I would rate her above Conan Doyle in terms of like effective mystery writing. But Conan Doyle has, like, a wider array of, like... Because Agatha Christie tends to stick her mysteries in a much more rational way place. That's the thing. Agatha Christie's are more, like, about... It, it, it feels it feels more anchored, and, it, and it's, and it's uh, about... Yeah. And, and you, like, get to know the people. They're, they're crimes that are based on motives. 
And Holmes, since he never has to actually, like, talk to people before he knows everything about them, <laughs> he just, he's like, he just, like, makes shit, makes shit up. It's like, it's like the difference between watching, uh, police procedural and watching Superman. <laughs> I would say, I would say, what I would say is the difference is, is, like, Agatha Christie is more focused on the motive, trying mm. to figure out the motive of the mystery, Whereas Sherlock Holmes is much more interested in just figuring out how the crime was committed. Right. And I think that's fair. Also, that's the that's what you're supposed to do. Did you know that? What? Figure out that, how the crime was committed? Yeah, that like uh police don't really care about motive. Everybody, because uh anybody can have a reason for killing anybody. Yeah, I know, but when you when you when you like that's why one of the reasons why I love Agatha Christie novels is because the whole book is you following the characters and trying to figure out whose motive was the one that drove them to murder. Right. Right. Like who had the sufficient motive. And I know like in real life, that's not how it works, but also in real life police, you know, don't look at dirt stains on shoes. So it's like, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, they do actually, but not like in that way. They're both effective ways of writing a mystery, but both still fall under the same flaw, which is, you don't know that the mystery is stupid until the end. <laughs> so, so a mystery novel can I read? I read a fucking. I read a fucking. I have it on my bookshelf. Uh, it's like, I what I thought was gonna be like, it's like a Sherlock Holmes novel, but it's Doctor Watson and he's really old and it's World War One and he's trying to solve like a murder that happened in, in on the front line of World War One. And I was like, cool. And just as they were about to get to the solution of the murder mystery, all of a sudden it became like Jason Bourne, but with Dr. Watson in World War One. And I was so fucking furious. Oh no. Because this whole time up until that point, it was a decently written mystery, but then I realized, oh, the author of this book, this first book in a series, I think it is, didn't know how to sufficiently solve this mystery. In a way that was satisfying, so he Without turned it into an action, movie. an action movie. Okay. Yeah, wow. I was so okay. mad because I couldn't have known, and I'm not—I don't do that thing that I used to do when I was in high school, where I would read the last page of a book to see if I cared about the ending. That's a sin. No, I know, I I know, I know. But for a mystery novel, there are people in hell for that. <laughs> There are people in hell for that? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Are you kidding? That is a crime against God. I don't think so. Like, there are so many books that I wouldn't have read, and so many books that I'm glad I didn't read, and so many books that I wish I didn't read, that for a long time in my life it was worth it. Nowadays, I, I would never do it. I would never do it. You're right. I'm I'm much more comfortable now with putting down a book after a few chapters in if it's like no stupid. same same. For a long time, I wouldn't do that, but then one day I was like, "It's taken me like half a month to get through this book, and if it's a good book, it takes me two days." And then I was like, "It's not a good book." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, now that I no longer have to read textbooks, I've gotten back into reading books, and I'm 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 not. I'm not as attracted to fiction as I used to be. I'm much more interested in kind of nonfiction books nowadays, mm. or at least books that are some sort of autobiographical or biographical account of an event. So I just, I like all of the books that I've been reading have been of that nature uh, recently anyway. And I don't okay. know if that's, I don't know if that's like, just like 
I don't know what that is yet. I think I need to introspect about it a bit. <laughs> I can get that. I'm a big fantasy guy. I feel like you can't you can't beat somebody like Terry Pratchett for satire. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of books that I'll read and I'll think, oh, I would word that differently, or I would say that like this, mm-hmm. and I just can't when I read one of his things. It's just like so far above me. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of books written by Michael Lewis recently. Okay. Michael Lewis and and he, Michael Lewis writes biographical books. He wrote The Big Short, Moneyball. I think those are his two most famous books. They were both turned into movies that were even more famous. Okay. I I remember the movie Moneyball. Yeah, and so I remember so not seeing it. He tends to write just a real quick aside. If you're a big fan of baseball, definitely watch Moneyball. If you're a big fan of uh financial systems watch moneyball and if you're like me and a big fan of both that movie is going to be so far up your alley it's amazing not the point michael lewis's books to me are more interesting than the movies that are based on them because he writes personal the personal accounts of people who lived through events usually revolving around some form of financial system or crisis the big short is about the the 08 crash from the point of view of the people who predicted it moneyball is from the point of view of uh of the manager who who came up with this new way of doing sports statistics but i i recently read his book and i would recommend this book to anybody called the undoing project it is such a beautiful story and the reason i love michael lewis is because he has a prose that i am very jealous of where he manages to take very complex ideas and break them down in a way that doesn't feel like you're being talked down to but also doesn't eliminate the complexity of the ideas that are being presented and i'm so jealous of it because as a as a person who i've spent most of my life writing academic papers and essays it is something that i strive for in my writing even when i'm writing fiction which is clarity you want to it should be accessible to as many people as possible but without being belittling yeah it's something something that I know a lot of people take umbrage with uh, Lemony Snicket is that they feel like he's very belittling as an author, which is true. I can see that, but I also don't think it's true. I feel like that's a bad take. No, it, I think it's a bad take because part of the reason the book is written that way is because the character who of the narrator, yeah, the is character a Lemony weird Snicket. fucking person. <laughs> Yeah, he's just this sad guy. He's a sad man who, when he's not writing, is reading dictionaries. Who, when he's not writing, is reading dictionaries. And when he's not doing either of those things, is, like, trapped in the back of a car. And being really sad about his not-girlfriend. Yeah. Which, I get that. <laughs> the the reading Yo, dictionaries been part. been there, though. <laughs> I've been sad about my not-girlfriend before. Every, every day, I, I sit up at night... Uh, I don't want to say this sentence. My girlfriend listens to this, so I feel like I'm just Hi, digging Andy's myself into a hole. Hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Direct to Video. VHS. VHS. Whew. It's been a hot minute since we've done this. Yes, you did say that at the top, though. So I need you to get a new metaphor. It's been a significant quantity of time since we've done this. That's not really a metaphor. It's just no, a it's not. Description. It's just it's just true. I'm I'm vamping until I can get the list of things we need to do to wrap up an episode. It has been a wizard's age. 
That's not really a metaphor either. A wizard's age sounds like a couple thousand years. Yeah, right. I I would go with hundred, not thousand. Um, But what if he turned into a tree stump like Merlin? Then how long does that thing live? He's didn't. I thought he did. He didn't get turned into a tree stump. He got trapped underneath the root of the tree. I thought. Man, who cares what happened to him? You know what happened to him is he was a horny old man. That's what happened to him. It's true. It's the truth. Uh, so I have been Andres Reyes. And I've been Tony Urbusto. Yeah, you can find me at royalty underscore Valens on Twitter. You can find me at theaterbets on Twitter. And you can find the comic that I do, inspiredbytrueevents.org. And also, new thing, add this to the list, Andy. Mm-hmm. We now have an email at mail at direct2.video. Oh my god, I was actually going to ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. it's uh, I, I figured we were gone for like five months, better do something. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, if you have any uh, movie recommendations, any bullshit you want us to watch, uh, you know, make sure it's a kid's movie and send it our way. If you want to send us some kind of... Um... Correction. Cor- yeah, send us a correction in the email. We'll definitely read it. <laughs> and like when i say correction i mean like you got this fact wrong not mm, actually this is the best video game ever and you're that's not a correction i don't want to read your video game review send it to kotaku wow that was really mean <laughs> send us corrections on grammar because honest to god it keeps me up at night i know definitely and if you think we're saying like hey too much keep just keep it to yourself please i i have gotten really in my own head about when to use fewer or less yeah um and it's not just that i'm in my own head about it it's i'm in everybody else's head and everybody else is doing it wrong so yeah you can uh so yeah that's mail at direct2.video yep that's awesome and yeah you can find all of our stuff previous podcasts and some outtakes as well as uh I was going to say a flavor saver, but that's not what I wanted to say. A teaser? That's not it either. A vignette? It's, I, th- I think teaser's fair. We, we have like a, we have a couple like clips. It's like a... Yeah, like a trailer. But you can find all that stuff at direct2.video. This next bit is usually your thing. So I'm just okay. Gonna... So, okay. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing. There's a distinct possibility that the our outro music will be penguins on parade as usual there's another distinct possibility that it's actually planet e off the album trappist one by lee rosevere because i, I fucking love, love it i love that name also trappist one is one of the least interesting star systems out there but i know it by heart because it's one of the few star systems that are within i believe a hundred light years of our solar system fun he fact wrote, he wrote a song for each planet and Planet E is the best one. And That's so cool. I might be using it on the podcast from now on. Hey, you know what? Let's let's. That's a good separation point. I think you know we've grown. Yeah. We've grown farther uh, from where from from t- time wise from from where we used to be, and yet closer to each other geographically. <laughs> <laughs> we have grown farther apart emotionally. But closer physically on a global scale. I do think at some point we should do an episode where we're in the same room. And if we just put a divider up between ourselves. Uh, I forgot not to clap. (laughs) 
I think that would, or maybe just like give me like a balloon to look at. Just draw some, put some googly eyes on it. Just if you give me something to look at, I'll be good. If I have to give you a balloon to look at, then I have to also set up a video camera. Because there's no fucking way I'm not recording the most insane podcast episode we've ever done. Where we're both sitting next to each other and yet I am talking very deliberately to this balloon. (laughs) And I think people think I'm joking when I say that I literally don't break eye contact. I have had complaints levied against me by people I know that I make too much direct eye contact and that it is intimidating, uh, which I feel bad about because I don't like to think of myself as an intimidating person. I don't think of you as an intimidating person, but we don't look each other in the eye that often. And yeah, I could also take off my glasses, but people are also discerned by that because then my eyes unfocus. Well, then it's like you're taking off your glasses and I, I get... I have unfocused my eyes so I didn't have to look somebody in the eye before, but it could still look like I was. Yeah. But But I don't have to look with that because I don't have Everybody knows you can't vision. see if you take off your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, that just feels like a weird power move. It, I have done that before. I do that when I give presentations usually as I take off my glasses. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, is I end up focusing on the middle distance, and so it just looks like I'm very in character as a blind man on an episode of daredevil (laughs) like it's not a very human way of doing things daredevil a tv show which has a lot of other blind people on it it, has you know what it has one consistent blind person that is more than most television shows i mean yes you know what fair get on me Jesus. What's weird is, like, the first thing I thought of was Early Edition. Remember Early Edition? I don't remember that. I don't know what that is. It was a TV show where the main character got uh, got the newspaper a day early. Hmm. Uh, so he would is read that... stuff in the newspaper that he had to stop. I, what? What? He would, get, he would get tomorrow's newspaper with a magical cat, I guess. Um, there was a cat that was maybe magical. Um, and he had to, he, he had to, to stop, you know, accidents or, sh- or murders. What does this have to do with blind people? One of the characters is blind. Well, okay. <laughs> it's cause you, cause I, I need you to understand that you just, nothing that you set up <laughs> mentioned that. So I was desperately no, like, a... I was like, what is it? Is what is it about getting the newspaper? There's, a, there's also he... a blind woman. Okay. Uh... I was thinking in my head, I was trying to like connect, like, so he gets the newspaper a day early. Obviously, he's blind because they need to deliver. And that's why they need to give him the paper early. That was my thought process was, oh, they need to give him the paper early because he's blind. Wait, that doesn't make any sense because he needs a whole extra day to read it. And then I realized that that doesn't make any sense. And that's why I was getting really frustrated. (laughs) Are we done? Uh, What are we watching next week? Next week, we're going to watch Swan Princess, The Mystery of the Enchanted Treasure. What a... I mean, I guess it's a slightly better name than the last one. And The Swan Princess Christmas, which we originally watched in, like, I want to say September. Yeah, this is definitely a second viewing. And then skits after Christmas. Couldn't get together on Christmas. Oh my god, I forgot how ugly this is. Great, it's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna look it up and I was like, no, save it. 
You, oh, I want to get, I want to get hit with this like cold water on a on a so hot day. Hideous. These people could clearly only two D animate. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ooh. I am the ghost of John Smith. Did I have a thing? I thought I came up with a new thing. Yeah, you did. You said uh, I am internet dead. Right. Well, I'm not anymore, but I, uh, I, uh, I'm alive and well. Internet reborn. Oh, you know what? You know what I can say? I'm a mathematician. That doesn't give me any credibility on this show. But it feels good to say. At least two people in your family have heard me say the sentence, uh, have heard me say the word fuck and Nala in the same sentence. And I don't, I'm not comfortable with that level of intimacy. You just, why'd you say it again then? <laughs> because, just to prove my point. Oh, <laughs> uh, that might be going on the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just, next I'm, week. I'm filling time until you get to this point anyway.